This is JFM Podcast. This is JFM Podcast. beautiful morning to you there thank you so much for choosing j101.9 affirm you're on to the show let's talk your social political political and current affairs show right here in the city of joss it is the 28th day of november 2023 another good day to talk about um, citizenry and participation in good governance and a lot of things welcome to the show my name is abigail seaman and i'm not alone i'm joined by mika mika good morning to you good morning abigail good morning to you uh dear indefatigable listeners i really don't understand why i'm all up on adjective this morning but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so yesterday i again this is not political but yesterday i was you know thinking through stuff was it, i think early this morning i was You're having a, a moment of sober reflection i always reflect soberly even though sometimes i do that with um, with water hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was thinking about you know not just the country generally as humans and as people how sometimes we can be in situations so long we become dead to reality mm. where we can become so beaten down by things by people psychologically physically and even spiritually that we have a certain numbness that we don't even understand and so because of how terrible it can be even when things are as terrible as they should never have been we think it is normal and instead of maybe realize that as a people as nigerians we're at that point where we don't even know how numb we are to a lot of things we don't understand how we accept certain abnormalities as normal they're saying things that ideally in other parts of the world we cause a lot of problems but in this part of the world it just feels normal so yesterday i saw that a certain person who had spoken up against the killing of a certain girl deborah in bauchi is actually in court and she has been accused of blasphemy because she said this thing that happens to this person is bad and, and mind you she's not from that religion and again it's almost a more than a year afterwards and we're here and many people just think hey, yeah sorry that's bad and then they will try the hashtag and we move on mm. and my question is how did we get here where the weirdest of things where the most absurd of things happen and we just think yeah it happens just yesterday here we're talking about a flight that was supposed to go to delta but we're well, supposed to be in abuja but, but went to delta and i i saw online today that it was not because of any weather it was that the the, the flight planner put something absolutely different on a flight plan really mm. and my question is how is this even allowed how how are we as a people allowing the most I don't know this, I don't know the word to use, but things that ideally should not make sense. Last week here, we were talking about when um, you know, um, um Doherty talked about you know the Lagos State budget. Yeah. And the Lagos State government, in its defense, came out to say that they make mistakes. How do you make mistake in a budget that has gone through the state's house of assembly? How? Like, how do we do this? Like Sometimes it's the, it's, the, me. it's the negligence for me. It's the fact that uh, we think that everything, quote and unquote, can be swept under the carpet. And it's the thought that not a lot of people would actually scrutinize the things that our political leaders do. So they think that it's a walk in the park and they can just do it and get away with it. Um, well, unfortunately, a lot of things are being questioned. And that is why I think our discussion today has to be that of the citizens' participation in governance and how we are playing our own part. And Nigerian's governance structure has been criticized for its ineffectiveness and lack of empathy. But the role of citizens still remain a major part of governance. For some people, it is not discussed enough. And that is what we will be doing today. But before we introduce our guest who is already seated right here, we'll play you a few sound bites from Roti Miyamichi. Do stay with us. Don't go anywhere. Second reason, what is new to say? Nigerians don't react to anything. Has any politician told you that he's not a thief? Tell me one politician that has told you that he's not a thief. Tell me one. I don't know why your guard reported, no forgery. What position told you I didn't forge? Which position told you he went to university? Which position told you he served in NYSE? Which position told you he has a certificate? Nigerians know and still vote for them. So what's your problem? No, tell me what's your problem. So I said, why should I speak when already there's nothing new? Even if you come to a Nigerian man's house and kill the mother, and the father will continue his life. Nothing bothers you. Nothing. So why do I waste my time? So 
I chose not to speak again because there is nothing to say and because Nigerians will do absolutely nothing. If you say it's a line, line up 10 Nigerians and shoot them tomorrow and nothing will happen. If you say it's a, it's a in fact, the worst thing about Nigerians is that even when you claim you're not uh, committing any crime and they pick you up tomorrow, we said it is a thief, Nigerians will join. They will cross it and you go to prison for nothing. The greatest fear I have is being found in prison for nothing. Yes, that was former Minister Rotimi Amichi right there, talking about um, the attitude of Nigerians. And joined, joining us this morning at Regular Pardon is Dr. Dr. Rajo, who is right here in the studio with me. Good morning to you. Welcome to the morning, show. Morning, Abigail. <clears throat> I'm very delighted to be here. Thank you very much. Yes, we just you just had that uh, um, soundbite from Rotimi Amichi and talking about the docility of Nigerians and Nigerians not asking questions and Nigerians not even being bothered about what is happening. And Nigerians taking the attitude of we move um, after things have happened. I just want to get your point of view quickly. Well, this is not um, a GFM position, but I don't take Rutimi Amici seriously. He's a rascal. Mm. You know, unfortunately, these are rascals that we have in positions of um, authority and responsibility. He, he always talks like somebody who forgets his brain at home. Now, he said... If you present a thief to Nigeria, Nigerians will vote. Nigerians don't vote. Mm. Votes don't count in Nigeria. Nigerians do not vote. That's not true. Nigerians do not vote thieves. There might be a, a, a group of people here and there. Mm. In fact, I personally don't believe that there are elections in Nigeria. It's all, I mean, it's a charade. And these things are all well-structured. It didn't just happen. Nigerians didn't become docile because they wanted to be. There's a whole gang up, right, to have a big pipe that's carrying resources, and they put some little, little holes in it that trickles down to the people, mm. and they get satisfied, you know, with that. So I grew up in this country when activism got the government on their toes. I was active in student unionism, and I know that Nigerians have never been docile. And I think I've said that many times on this station. There was a particular government that came in 1985. I remember when that government came in, I was in, I was in NYC camp. And that government came in and intentionally, you know, in a very organized way, created a new culture for Nigeria. Give it a lot of names, settlements and all those kind of things. You pay people, you... You know, bribery was no longer bribery, it was settlement. So... Babangida created a culture, right, mm. of greed, of lack of, you know, contentment, of anybody that makes noise, you settle. You, you know, you sort of silence them. Everybody that were against him, he made them, maybe, you know, he called them secretaries then. Yeah. So it was a well-designed structure that the current political class, you know, inherited. And the government became so far from the people that you can't reach them. It was this same man that I'm talking about that moved the government from the center of Lagos, Dodon Barracks, to Iraq in Abuja, so that it's unreachable. So what he did was to make the government so far from the people. It was this same guy who killed local government system. Right? Mm. It was, you know, so I always put a lot of blame on him because he had military might, he had all those. And he, Nigerians even serenaded him. They call him Maradona. They call him all those kind of things. So he set up a system that sort of separated the, you know, the government from the governed. And we've not recovered from that. He's, this is a guy who unilaterally set up political parties, two political parties, NRC, right? SDP. He, he. So I'm not. I'm not really holding back in saying that. That guy did something to this country. People said he stole money. That is the least he did. He created a culture of greed. On the other side of it, contentment, without any kind of basis. You know, I was sharing with Abigail when I came in and we were wishing I did all kind of happies. This is the guy that brought the happy culture to Nigeria. Everybody just became happy for nothing. And then every other sector bought into that. What was the tagline? I mean, the, the narrative was... Hope that had no basis. False hope. It got to a very embarrassing situation in this country at the time. When MTN came out and they were promising a private jet in a raffle draw. And people were buying into that. A private jet. 
I saw the billboard on you know the junction to your station here years ago. Raffles here and there, banks doing raffles. So the the country is in just in a chaotic state. And that's why you were talking in your reflection that, you know, a budget had a typo, typographical error. You can excuse that. I've been in a plane in the U.S. when we were on the runway and the pilot announced that they can't find the, the you know, the queue. You know, the planes are always on the queue to take off that they can't find it, but we have to wait until they find it. And they found it. I've been inside an airplane in New York where we were inside a wrong aircraft. Both crew and passengers were inside an aircraft that didn't have our luggage. But the fact that the plane didn't take off, they, it was able to... So, mistakes are normal, right? Even the one in the, in the happy court, which is highly unpardonable and all those kind of things, mm. I still believe that. But we know that that wasn't a mistake anyway. But if, even if you make a mistake and it's corrected, but when mistakes go unchecked, it, it goes into a blind side. Then there is a structural problem. We cannot, you know, we can't begin to interpret Nigerians based on what we see mm. right now. Emeka asked, how did we get here? Step by step. That's how we got here. Because when we ask that kind of question, we're not really looking for an answer. It's like a rhetoric. How did we get here? How did we get here? We got there step by step by step. But there's still a bunch of Nigerians out there, right, who need to kind of up their game. Your generation, you know, and I'm talking about people that call Gen Z's and all those kind of things. You want to jackpot, you want to do all those kind of things. I keep repeating it. The country you are jackpot into is jackpotable because people died for it. People paid dearly to make that country, those countries livable. So if you are so, if you are so lazy and all you want to do is to jackpot, that is, that is, you are, you are, you are, even more guilty than the ones who created this mayhem that we find ourselves today. If you are not willing to die for this, if you are not willing to fight for this, and we, we are suffering the paralysis of analysis. We analyze everything. The budget just came out, 27 trillion and all those kind of things. I grew up in this country when the budget comes out. Daily times, we have a breakdown that a school sat holder can read and understand. But who, who cares about budget? Now, you have the budget every year. You still travel to Abuja that used to, you know, that used to take me two and a half hours. It's now five hours. Come on. It's, it's just, you, you rightly say that Nigerians need to speak out. And I thank GFM for giving this, this kind of platform to be able to noise this. Look at the election in Plateau. Mm -hmm. How can you tell a, a student who just wrote Waek, you know, and passed based on the questions that he was given? And then why it comes back to say that, oh, sorry, you failed because we sent you the wrong question. <laughs> That's what happened in Plateau. Right? You're telling us that the candidate that people voted for was not qualified. Right? And they make the court, you know, rulings and they're so technical, only lawyers can talk about it in their, you know, in their jargons that they inherited from their colonial masters. So, for me, we should simplify the discussion this government, the whole arrangement cannot work. And I keep saying that the only conversation that needs to be going on in this country right now is a holistic restructuring. You can't have a political appointee, right? A political person who is in office, who might be a candidate tomorrow, be the one appointing the INEC person. The head of INEC should be voted for too. And it shouldn't be centralized. Plateau states you have his own INEC chief. The local governments you have their own INEC chief. They should say they they should all they, they should actually present themselves, and they are critiqued, appraised by relevant authorities. So you can now courts are where you know elections are decided, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, yeah. So it, it's it's just it's just it's just senseless. My, my first question is: uh, you mentioned how many people, young people, who want to go search for greener pastures. I, I know that will interest you. <laughs> <laughs> um, my question is, what makes a person a patriotic person? Who is a patriot? Because a lot of times um, we talk about, oh, as in Nigeria, your job is to do this. But what makes first, what makes a person a good citizen and what makes them a patriot? So that we know 
where exactly we stand as people or are we just citizens or are we good citizens or are we patriots what are the differences between this you know what good question but the, the answer is obvious right you cannot be patriotic to something that you don't believe in again two you can't be patriotic to something that doesn't exist and i'll keep going back to my question there is nothing called nigeria it doesn't exist there are, there are no nigerians in nigeria it's impossible to be a Nigerian. Once I hear your name, Emeka, what comes to my mind? You are an Igbo person. Right? You are an Igbo person. You belong to the Igbo nation. There is no Nigeria. Nigeria is just a figment of our imagination. And only a very, maybe there, if there are Nigerians, maybe it's just a little political class. Right? And I'm, I'm so glad that this week, that even you know job he didn't write in a letter this time around he said we need to have an afro democracy that's the most sensible thing he has ever said since he was born we need to have an afro democracy because the current way by which we select our leaders is not consistent with who we are as a people let me give you an instance if plateau state we want to have our governor i don't know how many tribes we have in plateau state or how many clans, or, or whatever. If we have five, it may be Roman gas, you know, Tarok, right? Yeah. And all of that. And we say, okay, Tarok, it's your turn. Is it the Emilokon syndrome, the Emilokon narrative, the Emilokon slogan? That's who we are. That's who we are. The politicians actually put it in their own, in their own party constitution to rotate. That's who we are. It's not different from how you have ruling houses in our culture, right? Yes. Where we know that if it's the turn of the Biroms to produce the governor, right? Mm. The Biroms will go, if they can agree on themselves, they will agree. They will bring, bring somebody up and they know that, okay, this governor, you're going to be there for five, even if it's ten years. We know that the next time it's going to be the Tarot, right? Yeah. Yes. So you, if you like, develop only Birom land while you were there, Right? When the Tarots come, they will develop Tarok land. And if the Tarok man doesn't develop Tarok, Tarok will know how to hold the Tarok, right? Accountable. Accountable. Mm. It's easier. But right now, when you have a governor, is it, let me tell you, truth be told, a Hausa man, an Igbo man cannot serve a Yoruba man. A Yoruba man cannot serve an Igbo man. He can't love an Igbo man. Not because he's wicked. It's just the way we are. It's just the way we are. And we have to accept that. This, this senseless, you know, nebulous cry for unity. Unity only happens when we acknowledge that we are different. We are diverse. This is not a country. I mean, this is a country, not a nation. It's a nation of nations. If we're having any other conversation... Any other conversation, we're just deceiving ourselves. We just love being heard, right? People are listening to me out there and maybe give me some sort of status and all those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Or oh, the man is on radio and all those kind of things. That's all. That is all. It won't move anything forward. The most, one of the most valuable assets in this state, Asop Falls, right? Mm -hmm. That can generate, there's a whole town in Zambia, you know, I think it's Victoria, yeah, that it's, the only thing is a very small town. You have international flights go there because they, they have the, you know, the Victoria Falls. That's all people go to see. The jobs in that little town, young people are either cab drivers or tour guides. It's a very, very wealthy town in Zambia because they have something like the Asso Falls. Asso Falls, when you're traveling to Abuja, the worst part of the road is the one in front of it. And like you said, America, life continues. Do you know how many jobs as of force we, we, we create? But our politicians are so desperate. The, the easiest way to make money is to go into politics. The structure is what we need to tweak. What is the job description of a deputy governor? None. That's why they fight their principles. That's why they see it as a, as a place they hold until they become governor. Why can't we have all the deputy governors in the country be senators. Right? Mm. 
Why are we voting senators? Why are we voting House of Rep? Why do we why do we need a bicameral legislature? It's hum and all of them get a maybe like a Toyota Land Cruiser, which costs about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Multiply that by one thousand one hundred. All of them. What have they done in their lives? I'll stop when I say this. I saw I've been seeing a guy not too far from my house. He pushes a cart of 25 liters of water. Maybe you've seen those guys, right? Mm, yes. yes. And pushes this thing uphill. That's inhuman. Even God will not allow that country where that man walks like that to prosper. There's no amount of churches you set up. There's no amount of prayer you pray. Right? If a human being walks that way to earn a living, Right? Even God will judge that country. That's not how a human being should walk. And now they've put some bombs there to make life more difficult for him. Interesting. That's not how a human being should walk. And you see, this, this sort of very hopeless hope that they give, it happens, I don't know whether it happens in mosques, it happens in churches. Mm. They always tell you, God, we do it. You, I had some of your jingles before we came on air. There's a whole carol and people are going to sing and all those kind of things. Those who practice this Christianity at the beginning, they prosper their nations. Look at the UAE. Islam has prospered them. Look at Iran, you know. Look at all these places. Both religions have it has impoverished Africa, mm. especially Nigeria that is the headquarters of both. We die for a Muhammad that we don't know. We die for a Jesus that we don't know. All right. You, you mentioned something, um, which is, I'm going to take you back. You mentioned, um, even though we want to discuss about the part, uh, citizen participation in governance, but based on what you said, I think we need to move the governance aside and talk about Nigeria, as, as you said, as a people, or as mm -hmm. a nation, or as a country, however it, it may be. Um, from what you've said, it, it seems like when it comes to the reforms, it's the reforms that we were, we're not even talking about governance. First of all, we're talking about reforms with, within ourselves. Yeah. And we're talking about reforms in our structures and yeah. all of that. So when you talk about reforms in our structures, what should it entail? Um, in, in, if, we're putting, if we're going to put them in bullet points, what should it entail? Abigail is so obvious. The way I say it in my blogs, and it's obviously obvious what we need to do. You know, you can't, it's as simple as I said. You have a functional system when the government is close to the governed. Mm. Yeah. Because when you talk about government, it's people. Yes. Right? It's people. So when you have a situation, we, we are still sitting here today and we don't have a state police. Mm. You know, terrorism operates the same way security operates. Terrorism thrives by local sympathy. It's locals that hide terrorists. Yes. Security also thrives on intelligence. Where do you get intelligence from? Locals. Mm. So when you have a police force that, you know, even the state commissioner of police doesn't answer to the governor, right? And the governor is called the chief security officer of his uh, state, right? Yeah. And they, you know, I've always said that. It's, it's so obvious. Nigeria is the only country where you have a legislature, you know, that is empowered to make laws and they don't have law enforcement agencies. State legislatures make laws, right? Yeah. And they don't have any law enforcement. I mean, what are we talking about here? So we can't look too far, Abigail. Mm. What we need to do, and this thing can be done gradually because it's a huge elephant but we can eat the elephant one bite at a time and we can be we, we should be looking at the elephant that is reducing in size mm. so that it's not just stock we need to be sure that we're biting it we are the one increasing in size the elephant is you know reducing <laughs> so, in size. so so it, it's it's as simple as that mm. and all these things can only happen if the citizens make demands for it i said something during the election here that I can't vote. I won't vote if I have to. As simple as me going to queue for a PVC. What's the use of my driver's license? I should vote because I'm a person, not because I have a card. There are many ways to validate me as a person, as a citizen. Right? Mm -hmm. I have an international passport. I have a driver's license. I have a bank BVN. That's not enough. 
It's a lie. They don't want you to vote. And look at it today. <laughs> the, the elections is just a farce. All the queuing up and all those kind of things is, is the courts who are really the electorates. Some few judges. I was talking to a senior lawyer in this, you know, in this, you know, in this city, and he said some bandits have taken over the, the judiciary. That what he's hearing, he never learned that in school. This guy is a son. So it, it's it's there's some low hanging fruits. Why why are we trying to be who we are not? We are so nominal. Everything is just is just so meaningless. There, there's no depth, no substance. And we have to be making demands for that. We can't continue. We can't move. We're just rocking in a chair. Budget is coming now. It comes every year. What has changed? What has changed? So we, we, it, it's, it's just that. <laughs> I don't know where it's, that, that's going to come from, but it might, it might start with this kind of. I mean, sometimes I want to stop that guy selling that water and say, how much is everything? But if I give him, right, it will still do it tomorrow because what I'm going to give him is just yeah. for that day. How much? Because people do that. Is we are a country of NGOs. NGOs they are supposed to be non-government what organizations. organizations. They take over governments, you know. And these are the kind of things. I am not trying to blow my trumpet. I, I I met a guy my first day in this in this city, 1997, was selling newspapers in Hill Station Junction. Twenty something years later, the guy is still in the same spot. The day I entered Jaws, 1997 November, I saw him at his station junction. One day I stopped. The guy said, I recognized you 20 something years ago. I gathered some guys together to give him a kakana pep. You know? Because who is buying newspaper for God's sake? <laughs> you read it on your phone. Mm. Rooted in the same spot for 20 something years. A human being in a country where we have natural resources. But you see jobless people, right? Riding in exotic cars, living in, you know. I, I was hoping that we would get there where they go to in Ukraine at the time, where they were, they called their legislators thrash. And they actually went to the house and picked these legislators up and they were dumping them in trash cans. We need to get there. These politicians are too free. They get away with everything. They put it in our faces. That's why, you know, Amechi can come and say, let Amechi tell me what he has done in his life. In his life. What is his business? That he has a lot of money. And he's telling us that every politician is a thief. And he, and, and he gets away with that. And the video trends. Right? And life continues. I mean... This country by now should shut down. But we depend on NLC. Last time I came here, we were talking about NLC, right? Yeah. You see, I love the fact that I'm ranting here. Because that's the way I feel. And you know, how, you know why I believe that? That is the unspoken in the heart of every Nigerian. But they've given us this little, those little trickles that come from that big pipe. You know, and you just... If you see a Nigerian, somebody was telling me that a Nigerian said he wants to borrow 5,000 rand from him. And I said, if you check that guy's phone, maybe he has about 2,000 Naira credit. We are, we are used to survival now. And life is not meant to be by survival. Life should be measured by flourishing. Opportunities should be there so that the one who doesn't have will have himself to blame. All right. My final question before we pick calls and speak to people online. Um, as people who live in a system like we do, are there things that we can do immediately as citizens? Um, like you mentioned, the budget comes out every year. It's going to be out again um, this month. I see this month. Yes, this month. So the participate budget, you know, was also released. Yes. What are those, that means what simple things that we can do to these people to hold them accountable? Or do you share the narrative that we are so numb that holding them accountable is almost impossible for us? There was time I met a minister on a plane, right? Mm. I met a minister on a plane, and this is what he told me. A minister, I won't mention the portfolio, although he's no longer a minister now, he was in the past government. This is what he said. 
He said, why, why should I be answerable to the people? I've paid them for the votes. So it's not what we are going to do to them, right? It's what we are going to do in ourselves and to ourselves, right? So that if, because we're not, if a man is very hungry, any kind of food is okay. But if that man will let hunger really, really deal with him and that he can, the hunger can inspire him to take responsibility for life, is what we need to do to ourselves. We are quick to want to leave problems. And like she said, he used a, narrative, you know, he used a phrase, we sweep it under the carpet. It's okay to sweep things under the carpet as long as you're not going to step on that carpet again. But if you're going to step on that carpet, it's of no use sweeping things under the carpet. So it's what we're going to do to ourselves. Why can't we allow ourselves to be hungry enough so that we can be angry? Nigerians are not angry. The government is not asking you for tax. And you think it's a getaway. There's no effective tax system, although it's improving a little bit, but we are, we are far off the mark. A budget like this should be funded by, but they've already borrowed money that they've not even taken, right? Yeah. There is a huge debt. And somebody who plants potato in Shendam can bring it to Terminus. And the person is okay. The mangoes get rotten. Right? Yeah. So it's not what we're going to do to them. It's what we're going to say to ourselves. Whenever any, any Nigerian tonight, if you get home and you look in the mirror, whatever you see there is Nigeria's problem. It's not Inumbu. Tinumbu is just, it's just us. It's not Muftang. I mean, it's, it's not Caleb, right? Yeah, Caleb. Yeah, it's not, it's, not, it's not any of these guys. We produced them. They came out of us. We made them. If we change who we are, right? Yeah. You, you see the difference. Because this is not working. The laws are not working. The one who is going to flout the law is the one making the law. You can't have these lawless people in state assemblies in legislatures, in national assembly, mm. a lawless person cannot, you know, produce a law, you know, you know, a country of law. So, I mean, it's, it's what we're going to do to ourselves, America. That's the simplest way I can answer that question. Dev, I definitely want to agree with you that um, I, I, we hear the slogan a lot, the change begins with you. It's a slogan, and we're a country of slogans. Mm. Those slogans don't mean nothing. The person who said that was Mahatma Gandhi. Yeah. You know what came out of that. Mahatma Gandhi went on hunger strikes. He went on. And that's why today India was colonized by the British too. Look at the difference. Hmm. Look at the difference between India and Nigeria. Right? So, I mean, they didn't, that wasn't a slogan for them. It produced lifestyle. Hmm. It produced life decisions. But for us here, it's just a bumper sticker. It's just something we say. We post it on, on Twitter. On, we call it X now, right? Yeah. We yeah. Put, post it on uh, threads. That's all. If you want to see the way this country is, look at what young people post on, on, on social media. That is how brainless, lifeless, idiotic that we are. Remember, I didn't say they are. Everybody's just a joke. We're just comedians. And this seems like a placebo. It makes us just feel like life is still livable. You're not. <laughs> well, interesting times in this country and interesting times for us. You can be a part of the conversation. Don't forget the numbers to call on 90 556 or 81218 I'll take it again, 90 556 or 81218-777-77. Follow the conversation on all our social media platforms. On Facebook, it's facebook.com. On X is JFM Joss. And also don't forget we're on Instagram at JFM Joss and YouTube at JTV Joss. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Comrade Bennett. Go ahead. My regards to the gentleman in the house. I make time. You know what I'm saying? When I'm when a small boy feed a strange animal in the bush and doesn't know the name, he brings it to the elders in the village. Then it. You see, this issue of election matters 
so much coverage Bernard for your contribution yeah hello. I like that rant yeah. <laughs> hello good morning all right do well to call us back don't forget the numbers to call 9 55 666699 hello good morning good morning welcome to the show what's your name and where are you calling us from yeah my name is Nick Harmony uh, all right go ahead so much for your contribution this morning. Don't forget, it's still 90 555 and also be a part of a conversation on our social media platforms. On Facebook, is facebook.com forward slash Jeff and Joss of X at Jeff and Joss of Twitter at Jeff, actually Instagram <laughs> Jeff and Joss. I'm still confusing the X and Twitter together. Yeah, you right. even the owner of the X is confusing <laughs> yeah. for Twitter. And yeah. then you can follow us on YouTube to JTV Joss. Hello, good morning. Uh, big girl and America, good morning. Good, good morning. morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where you calling us uh, from? This is uh, Jude Star from T. Joshua. Jude Star, go ahead. Uh, a big girl, my sister, and uh, America guest in the studio is very, very unfortunate. I don't know, is it a crime for Nigerians to accept uh, APC in this country? Since APC took over government, or this, everything just changed completely. And sorry, uh, sorry to cut you short, Jutsad. <laughs> sorry, sorry to cut you short. I just wanted I, to ask: Is it a party problem or is it a political leader problem? My sister, 
the problem we have never get it in this type of situation in this country mm. right from military regime to this uh during the time of uh good luck and uh and uh, the former president uh uh John. i'm telling you because i don't really know these people they are too anxious for government yeah i'm waiting i'm waiting before he's a PDP member, but the way they turn to APC, Amechi turned differently, completely. Even look at Abadio now, off the mic. You know? So it's very, very unfortunate, and they don't want to do the needful. The masses are suffering. Had even these people give the masses a good government, nobody will even care about whether from which party did they come from. But Adigelane, you see, go to the streets and see what, what I'm telling you. See what parents cannot feed their children, their children cannot, they cannot even pay their school fees, and they still want to be there. They, oh, see what happened on Plateau here that me and you are, are in. Mm. Millions of people come out and vote. Slave people, they are just going up and down. Oh my God. God bless you, my brother and sister in the studio. Thank, Thank you. you so much for your comment this morning. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning, welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? Uh, this is Thomas Teddy from Kaduna. Alright, go ahead. Yeah, I want to say to those of your guests in the studio, you have spoken very well. And that is what I always say every day. Nigeria is a first union and the earlier we come to the round table and find its way out, we will continue to deceive ourselves. And let me talk something about what the last speaker said. The problem is not a party problem. No. Because mm. the people in the city today have been the ones in PDP and other parties that we knew. Exactly. And what has changed? Nothing. Mm. We continue to deceive ourselves and peace on ourselves. So, uh, Hello? What's the, the, mm. Yes. Go ahead. My, my advice is we should forget about party, forget about tribe. Another things and come to the round table. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, Adigo. Good morning, welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? I'm calling from Aleri. My name is Chukudi. Chukudi, go ahead. Yes, uh, permit me to greet the Mecca and the guest in the studio. Go ahead. You see, um, <clears throat> most of times when we have an. Um, um, this gentleman in the studio, I miss his name. I, I, I don't even want you guys to open the phone lines because um, he gives um, the questions you ask for at him. He just gives the right answer to it. And I think um, I want to level in a real Nigerian, a patriotic Nigerian who understands the problem of Nigerian, who also prefers a solution to it. Having said that, you see, um, when he mentioned about um, Nigerians not being hungry enough and not being angry also in the pursuit of a nation that is called Nigeria, and I, 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 I totally um, I don't agree with him. Because when leaders come to become a leader on their own, people come in to claim that it is their turn to become a leader, and thus they work towards it, you know, by violence, by money, by cash, by cook, or by whatever way, and then they become a leader. And then coming to select people that are going to work and lead this great nation with them. You see a lot of incompetent people. You see a lot of people who doesn't have the country at heart. People who only help him to win election, is what they consider to be the people we go to select as ministers. And these are the same people that are actually going to make the system to get rot. And when the system gets rot, they benefit from the rot of the system because if the system becomes right and if everything is working well, I can assure you that most of the people that are called themselves leaders, which we, I don't have the leader in this country, they are, going, they are not going to benefit much as they are benefiting in, in as much as the system is having rot. Mm. How can you explain a nation where you cannot be able to Monster a liter, a liter of oil from a, from a refinery that you're being spending billions of naira in a, in a ton of land. You call them in a refinery, and then Nigerians are actually suffering because of this particular issue of petroleum that you have in your country. And then, how do you also compare that even in Lagos State, where there is a massive housing deficit? A massive housing deficit in Lagos. The Lagos state government limits it to be destroying and demolishing houses there to billions of billions of hard and money. All right. Chukudi, because of our time, please help us wrap up your thoughts, please. Yes. What I'm Thank saying you. in a sense is this. 
Nigerians are not united. Somebody has not said it. I think it's even better. It's even better to go in separate way. I think that's going to be better in this country. All right, Chikuli. Thank you. Thank you so much. We take the last call for today. Don't forget to share 9055-6666-9900-8121-877777. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, Abigail. Good morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where you're calling us from? I'm calling from Joss. My name is Emeka Sensiro. All right, go ahead. Yeah, Emeka, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> I, I, you guys are doing us very proud. You're doing very well. And to the guests in the studio, thank you for coming and making our day today. Thank you. But I want to ask something. Did our leaders listen to our conversation? Do they listen, do they listen? listen they do. To, yes. to our conversation? They do. They do. They do. They do? Yeah. Yes, they do. They do. So if they listen, and why are they doing what they are not supposed to be doing? <laughs> I don't so know. That's, that's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> that's they true. Listen, why are you not applying what we are saying to what they have to do? Mm. Because I, 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 my, a friend of mine just told me something so many years ago. Yeah, if you travel to America. He said when he travel to America, I mean to UK, he saw the former governor of Imos with his ugly. All of them bothered the tree. They were standing, he hold his hand like this. I've seen cares. I've seen Amechi in an yeah, in a UK cares. airport before. Whether he's the governor of Nigeria, nobody cares. Nobody, nobody cares. cares. Yeah. He obey the rule. But when your guests are saying they, they are lawmakers, they don't obey the law. They mm-hmm. break the law. So the question is this. Did they listen or you see a policeman who carries firewood, he put on silent and follow one way and telling you to pass. Yeah. yeah. No, this country is... Yeah, you're very uh, right. Uh, uh, yeah, and he said one thing again that he said, we don't think as a Nigeria, we think as a country. You look at Igbo man, you look at Altaman, you're thinking a different way. But well, that's who we are. Mm. But why can't you change that scenario? That's why? who we are. We need to change it. We need to get it right. People sacrifice for make their country better. And just as are we ready to do, are we ready to sacrifice? Well, we make sacrifices. That's why we start from the radio house. That's where we start. We need to pay the price. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for your contribution. Thank you, Thank you, know, you so much. <laughs> That's how you turn into Jackpot now. Who? Oh, I was trying to Jackpot, but now I make you look like I'm a bad person. No, no, no. I, I can't Jackpot right. Uh, you know me, I would always say, <laughs> do you? You know, do you? Japan is coward. <laughs> coward. <laughs> on, on Facebook, Dimas Bala says, how can you get good governance when our votes is not even, it's not respected? I'm yet to understand what is called good governance. What is the difference between someone who voted and someone who didn't vote? Because our votes have not made any difference. Pastor Henry says, the role which citizens can play in ensuring good governance in our country is for the citizens to have attitudinal change and stand to protect what is right even at the point of death. And also keep engaging the government on radio and TV programs and town hall meetings and put them on check. Tabak Henry says, one basic rule of citizen is educating yourself and others. Promoting good governance requires an informed citizenry. Individuals should dedicate themselves on matters of governance, including the constitution, laws, and policies of the country. By staying informed, citizens can engage in informed discussions, make better decisions, and actively contribute to shaping the governance a governance landscape. Furthermore, citizens can share their knowledge with others, encouraging critical thinking and civic engagement. And this is coming from Tabak Henry. Um, he says, streaming live from Gumi. Thank you so much for that. Kevin Lewis Denchak says, Nigerians should stop that attitude of being docile. Anything that will stop the growth and progress of Nigeria should be rejected by all citizens in totality. Let's put sentiments aside and protest for the political offices to be less attractive in order to have credible and sincere people to pilot the affairs of the country. Albert Akaya Dagza says, the undoubtedly true that it is undoubtedly true rather that government is for and all about the people. It is therefore eminently sacrosanct for the people to not only participate but demand account from those saddled with responsibility of governance of the majority. I doubt very much if we the people know enough power that we have over the minority governing us until we realize our power and how we can wield it the king will continue to serve a slave out of ignorance Ayodele Agbabiyeke says, if you can keep sentiment and tolerate each other, peace and development to strive in a nation, <laughs> I am always proud to listen to Dr. Reju Aminu Abdullah, he says citizens have a vital role to play in good governance to elect good leaders 
freedom of speech to ensure that the leaders are doing great job for them. David Mark Sambo goes, um, his column is from Bakin Kogi. He says, the role of citizens in governance is key when it comes to social, economic, and political development. But here in Nigeria, we have seen the roles and contributions of citizens are being downplayed because we are not true federalists. We are not, we're not practicing true federalism. If not, how can three panel of judges who have been induced by the ruling political party sit down somewhere in the corner and subvert the decisions of millions of Nigerians? Sam Austin says, to summarize, the citizens are truly docile and taking anything that is being presented to them. Until they end the happy syndrome, the economy and the politicians will have no one to be accountable to. Nigerians are too happy, Jerry. Even when everything is wrong, the country filled with comedians with exorbitant price tags to their shows. Hmm, it is well. I love the narrative of the guest. I love him for that. Um, and Ice King James says, Morning, Abigail, your guest. Your guest educating me here. Oh, he needs to replace Asiwaju. God bless my beloved oh. country, <laughs> Nigeria. Oh, heading over now to Twitter. Oh, we have a name check. I think we'll have a comment there. On X, and forgive me, Elon Musk. I still call it Twitter. I don't worry. One, one Honestly, of these days, I will hard. learn how to call it X. Um, on X, still loathing here. Abigail, can you help us to do justice? So, Dashi Gabriel at Dashi for short say good morning. The speaker in the studio is well sound about the social and political trends in Nigeria. Our structure as a nation is faulty indeed, and it's high time we go back to the drawing board to find solutions to our predicament. May God help us all. And Jimmy Clems is saying, what can the citizens do? How many times have the citizens tried to cry out their hearts to the government, but what do we get? You speak, they call it hate speech, and mm. you, get, you get arrested. You protest, they send the whole barracks after you. What else should we do? Good morning. I think that is all. That's what built the countries that you're running to. People mm. speak, they get killed. People speak, they keep get speaking. They, and they keep speaking. Mm. That's it. So it is not. It's not about just um, one time you go out there and you're Absolutely. being attacked. Then you say, you know what? Absolutely. I know they I'm not doing it. I, I, let me use the popular Nigerian uh, word. I cannot come and kill myself. I cannot kill my. No, I cannot go and, and kill myself. myself and die. I fold. <laughs> I fold <laughs> exactly. Now um, you guys joke about that. You know that's the narrative that shaped the system. Mm. Yeah. Because living is different from existing. Naturally. A lot of Nigerians were just taking in oxygen and... Uh, is that the way... The, I'm not and allowing the, allowing the wind to blow. Yeah, that's it. So, but that's no life. Mm. Like I said, that, the face of that man haunts me. Mm. Pushing 10 jerry cans of water. On a bumpy... On, bump. a, on a hill. Hill. Yeah. Thank you so much, Dr. Dr. Reggie, for being a part of the show this morning. Thanks, Abigail. Always great to have you here thank you very much don't forget um the news comes up by 10 o'clock you want to keep your eyes locked on to j101.9 fm for myself to have a lovely tuesday and for mimi kalmisi stay out of trouble spread love and seek the truth good morning thank you for listening to jfm podcast Thank you for listening to JFM Podcasts.